This program is presented by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Hi, I'm Sarah Gregory, and today I'm talking with Dr. Marcos de Almeida. He's a scientist at CDC. We'll be discussing a case of leishmaniasis in a dog born in the United States. Welcome, Dr. de Almeida. Hello, Sarah. Thank you. What is leishmaniasis? Are there different subtypes? Uh, leishmaniasis is a disease which affects millions of people, uh, uh, causing hundreds of deaths every year. Uh, the disease is caused by more than 20 species of leishmania parasites, which are transmitted to humans and other animals by sandfly vectors. Usually, para, uh, patients develop symptoms within three weeks to one year after the infection. Uh, the disease has three main clinical forms, including uh, Cutaneous leishmaniasis, which is the most common form of the disease, which is caused by any species of leishmania parasite. Uh, this form of the disease is often self-limited to the skin lesions, which may become a skin ulcer uh, around the area of the sandfly bite and usually heals very slow. The other form is mucocutaneous uh, leishmaniasis. It's an invasive form of the disease caused by leishmania species on the, found on the South and Central Americas, and it, it is characterized by destruction of the pharyngeal mucosa tissue. And the other, the, the other form is uh, visceral leishmaniasis, which is the most aggressive form of the disease, which, causes, uh, which is caused specifically by uh, Leishmania donovani and uh, Leishmania infantum. Um, this form of the disease affects internal organs such as liver, spleen, and also lymph nodes and bone marrow. Uh, respectively, these three forms of the disease may lead for permanent scars, face disfiguration, and death. So you mentioned South America. Um, where is it geographically mostly found? Basically, in the areas from Brazil, um, Costa Rica, Panama, um, those uh, areas such as South America, Bolivia, Peru, Venezuela. These this, this countries are the most uh, uh, frequent uh, areas that we can find the uh, species that cause mucocutaneous leishmanites. So it's it's not so much in um, Europe. Not this count. Europe Europe will be more visceral, visceral leishmanites. Ah, uh, how prevalent is it in the United States? In the United States, the disease is usually associated with uh, uh, travel to endemic areas. Those endemic areas, uh, is, uh, I, mean, I mean, the disease is defined as a tropical and subtropical disease and uh, 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 most prevalent in, uh, in countries uh, in America, Europe, Africa, Asia, India, uh, India subcontinent. So in the U.S., as I mentioned, the disease is associated with travel to endemic areas. 
However, the incidence of the autochthonous cases in the U.S. is increasing, mainly in the southern border of the in the, the southern border of the country. Uh, additionally, we have several reports of sporadic and outbreak cases of leishmanitis in the in several states of the U.S. So you already sort of talked about the signs and symptoms of the various subtypes. So how would someone know they had it initially, and are there challenges with diagnosing it? Well, theoretically, all people traveling to endemic areas are under risk of the infection. So, therefore, travelers should use a bug spray to keep the, the, the sand flies away and avoid the infection. That's the, the, the way that people can uh, uh, get leishmanized. This is, I mean, basically uh, the, the, all the traveling people to endemic areas are under risk of the infection. Right, but when somebody gets it, how would they know they had it, and um, are there challenges with diagnosing it? Okay, so there are several cases that remain asymptomatic. Uh, However, rash and skin sores are the most common symptoms for uh, cutaneous and mucocutaneous leishmanitis. Other symptoms, mainly for uh, visceral leishmanizes, include weight of loss, low blood cells count, high levels of uh, immunoglobulin, enlargement of liver and spleen, and fever, which usually are, are intermittent. The main problem with the diagnosis of leishmanizes is usually the, 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 the disease is unknown or misdiagnosed. Uh, by clinicians who are not well familiarized with tropical disease. Therefore, asymptomatic cases are very difficult to be diagnosed. However, some of these cases can be uh, detected using serology tests. Uh, As the different forms of the disease depend on the infecting parasites and requires specific clinical uh, management, uh, preferable, the diagnostic test must be performed to allow the identification of the specific identification of the infecting parasites. So someone would need to go to a tropical disease specialist or internal medicine? Usually, yes. Usually, yes. Usually, uh, uh, that's the, the most recommended clinicians that people uh, must to, to go. Because usually the dermatologist is, is very common that they misdiagnose the infection as a fungi or bacterial infection, you know. Because mm-hmm. usually they are not well familiarized with the disease. I see. Okay. And um, you said sand flies is the main vector. Are there other ways people um, can get it? Mm, no. There is no other way. Just sand flies. And is there a particular population that gets it more than others or can and mammal who can get it? Anybody, any animal who gets it? Uh, well the life cycle of the parasite is facilitated, I mean it depends, actually depends on the presence of competent vector and reservoirs in the same area. And although dogs are in, in urban areas, the dogs are the main reservoir. 
but uh, people cannot be infected directly by dogs. But, but, but if a sandfly bite one infected dog, it can transmit the, the, the parasite to humans. Therefore, the, the, the infected dogs are one important risk for public health because it may contribute to increase the parasite transmission to humans and other animals. I'm, I'm not clear here. So a dog gets bit, bitten by a, a sandfly, and then how do people get it from the dog? No, they don't get from directly from the dog. The sandfly bites the dog, and later the sandfly bites the, the, the human. Oh, I see. Or, or other animals. So the transmission must have the vector. So this is a vector-borne uh, disease. So, and then we necessarily need the, the, the vector to transmit to, to animals, to humans. I see, I see. So the, the sandfly bites the dog... And then another sandfly. No, no, the same sandfly. The same sandfly. Same, the same sandfly. Same sandfly. Yeah. They bite a person, and then the person gets it. I see. Okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. So there's there's no way for community spread then, or is there? Uh, no. As I mentioned, in the U.S. leishmaniasis is usually considered a one overseas travel uh, associated disease, and uh, canine leishmaniasis is not well. No, uh, it's not a well-known disease among the most of veterinarians and uh, uh, clinicians. Are, are there any environmental factors causing it to spread more? Uh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Because, uh, environmental change uh, may be associated with the expansion of the geographic range of the sandflies, uh, mainly in North America. Uh, which would increase the exposure of human and other animals to 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 the disease. It, it looks like that uh, the environmental changes facilitate uh, the adaptation of the, the vectors in these uh, uh, non non endemic areas in the North America. Uh, so, what what environmental changes would those be? Oh, those uh, global warming probably is the main is the main environmental factor that is helping on the sandfly adaptation. I see. Okay, so um, this dog that got it um, that you did your study on, where was this dog, and and how did you find out about it? Mm -hmm. uh, the the case was sent to CDC for a regular. Uh, leishmanized diagnosis by Dr. Dennis Spurn from Sacramento, California. And uh, the specimen was analyzed using the current CDC leishmanized diagnostic protocols, uh, which, allowed, uh, which allowed the specific detection of leishmanian infantil, uh, infantil in the specimen. Basically, was that the specimen was sent to us for to to rule out leishmaniasis, and the test was uh, allow us to identify the infecting species. Is it treatable in humans and dogs, and whoever else gets it? I mean, once they have it, how how's, what's the treatment? Yes, all leishmaniasis are treatable, and the treatment of uh, cutaneous leishmaniasis, the most common form of the disease. Maybe always 
be considered to prevent the mucocutaneous and visceral complications. However, the most efficient therapeutic agents can cause several of adverse effects since they are formulated using antimonial compounds, which is a heavy metal. Uh, also, the efficiency of the treatment varies from case to case, what means that uh, uh, the treatment must, must be individualized and must be prescribed by one uh, experienced clinician. Heavy metals, they treat it with heavy metals? Yes, yes. That's the antimonial uh, uh, compounds. This is the, the most efficient uh, uh, therapeutic agent for the, the, the disease. Ah. I mean, yeah, we have some other uh, topic creams that can be used, you know, but the efficiency is not good as the, the this this antimonial compound. So that's why the the, the treatment must be uh, individualized because, of course, the strategy for the treatment depends on several clinical factors from the patient. You know, if you have patients with other complications, so it's very difficult to, to, to treat. Oh, goodness. Um, then is there a, a treatment for the treatment of having heavy metals? Yeah, sometimes the treatment is more aggressive than the disease, you know, so that's why the case must be followed by a, a experienced clinician. Oh, goodness. Um, okay, well, tell us about your study now. So this study was the first report of uh, one uh, boxer born in California, which was infected with Leishmania infantum. This is something that catches our attention because the dog never traveled to endemic areas. So we we assumed that the infection was occurred by vertical transmission, or so, what I mean is from the mom to the puppy. Uh, because the the female was relocated from Spain, which is a, a, a high endemic area from Leishman, for Leishman Infanto. Um, and uh, this find, along with other canine uh, autochthonous cases in the U.S., suggests that the parasites are circulating in the country. You know, and the prevalence of the disease is increasing because of this, because the parasites are circulating mainly in the southern border of the country. What's your takeaway from your study? Why is it important, and what do we need to know? Uh-huh. Uh, since cunning uh, of leishmanized is likely unreported in North America, and given the lack of surveillance data regarding incidents of uh, infected dogs, routes of transmission, um, and, the, and the public health impact, this study is one alert to veterinary and public health community about the existence, about the, the, the autochthonous leishmanized case. Uh, also, uh, these uh, authorities must be alert to vectors and the increasing number of cases in humans, mainly in the southern border of the country. So that would be like Southern California, um, 
Texas, Arizona. Texas, Arizona, Oklahoma are the hot spots now for the, the mainly Texas, mainly Texas area. I see. But uh, we have reports more related to sand flies and reservoirs. You know, but clinical case most in, in in Texas. So, do you have suggested next steps for dealing with it in the U.S.? Yes, it's important to improve the epidemiological investigations to better understand the real incidence and distribution of the disease in the country. Also, it's important to consider testing animals uh, either relocated or returned from uh, endemic areas as a preventive uh, strategy. Uh, and because the such information will be crucial to improve the surveillance and control of the disease in North America. What do you do at CDC? And want to tell us about your job and a little bit about what you do for fun and mm-hmm. relaxation in these very trying times? Okay. Well, I'm a PhD molecular biologist from Sao Paulo, Brazil. And I'm working at CDC since 2004, developing diagnostic tests for specific identification of parasites using DNA-based methods. And uh, until January 2020, I was in charge of leishmanized diagnostic in the molecular uh, laboratory. But I moved to the serology laboratory. Now I'm working with the, the sorological part instead of using uh, DNA uh, methods. And in my free time, I, li- I like to spend time with my family, traveling to mountains, to the beach. I also like to listen to the music, party, and I spend some time trying to learn how to play guitar. Guitar, very nice. Yeah. Do you play well now? Flamenco or, or uh, jazz? Or? Uh, usually classical music. Classical? Yeah. So, well, good for you. <laughs> I, play a, I, play a, I play a Russian folk instrument, so... Ah! <laughs> yeah, kind of the same. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. Okay, thank you very much. And thanks for joining me out there. You can read the August 2020 article, Leishmania and Phantom in U.S. Born Dog, online at cdc.gov slash EID. I'm Sarah Gregory for Emerging Infectious Diseases. For the most accurate health information, visit cdc.gov or call 1-800-CDC-INFO.